0: Thanks again for listening. I hope this broadcast will make an impact on your life so that you'll never look at your workplace the same again. Let's get to today's show. You've tuned into the fastest one hour in Christian talk radio. You know, every day on our work him. we try to just bring a, a just a practical topic. And I was encouraged to not diatribe so long at the beginning of the show. Just get right to the topic because the show moves fast enough. But today, just to slow down a little bit, which you know, by the way, is like trying to stop a freight train in my mind. They're hurting people all around us. And it seems like for some reason that the holidays bring out the pain. And I think that could be because of you and me. The family (laughs) brings out the pain in people. And what do we do with that pain? How do we help those people deal with that pain? What are some of the solutions? What are some of the indicators? And as Christ followers in our workplace, whatever that workplace may be, how do we minister to those people in a sensitive manner because that's one of the things that we struggle with. How do we, you know, not be okay, th- okay, that's something I struggle with. How do we not end up being the bull in the china shop because I'm really really good at that. We can't possibly help everybody. But we need to help the people we can help and we need to know resources where we could send people when we can't help them. But we can help the people that God has surrounded us with. He has brought us in specifically to your workplace on purpose for those people that you're supposed to be praying for each and every day. So as you consider joining the I Work For Him Nation, go out to iworkforhim.com, join the nation, start praying for your coworkers and employees by name each and every day. Look for ways to serve them. Look for ways to pray with them. When you notice you're having a rough day, become a friend to those that you work with. But be a person of excellence in everything that you do, Martha. As we have together on Tuesdays with you. Welcome back in town, by the way. It's very nice to have you back. Thanks. It's good to be here. That sounds kind of funny. It, what sounds funny that you're back? Well, that
1: you're welcoming me back in town. So, okay, this is my shameless plug. Today is my dad's birthday. So, we I went and got to visit him. Jim really made it possible for me to leave the office and go visit him and say happy birthday. So, happy birthday, dad. You are a faithful listener and supporter and encourager of I Work for Him, and we love you immensely.
0: Yeah, so happy birthday, Ted. And, you know, you're the best father in law I've ever had.
1: Amen. <laughs> <laughs> and the only but that's okay uh, that's right that's okay the way it
0: should be so in studio today we have a live studio audience today yeah! that's right we also have guests that are gonna be on the air with us today we have josh and christy walk joining us martha josh and christy have been friends for a number of years i met josh at a chamber open house at a church he was launching out in pinellas county josh and christy welcome to i work for him Hey, thanks. It's good to be here, Thank Jim. You for
2: having. Us. It's great to be here.
0: We're the focus of our topic today is going to how do we help those people that are hurting around us in a workplace? But before we get to that part of the conversation first, how did God surprise you in 2016? Christy, ladies first cuz we'll run out of time before we get to Josh. How did God surprise you in 2016?
2: Well, it certainly should not surprise us, but he continues to grow the ministry he's given us, and he continues to sustain us, and mm. we are very thankful for his provision throughout this year.
0: Yes, mm. sometimes it does surprise us when he does what he says he will do.
2: Yes, it does. It's so
0: <laughs> embarrassing, but I, I agree all the time. Josh, what about you? How did God surprise you in 2016?
3: Well, I'm, I'm certainly going to agree with my wife here. I think that's a good plan uh, for me.
1: <laughs> You've um, years of training for that. <laughs>
3: Uh, I, I, what I would, how I would answer that question is, we have seen God work in people's lives uh, according uh, to His plan, and you just can't miss it when He does it. Oh, great. and
0: when He does it, we're so glad He shows up as He will each and every time. All right, you've tuned into I Work for Him today with your host Jim and Martha Brangenberg as together on Tuesday's Tackles. Hey, we got hurting people all around us. What do we do with them when they're hurting in the workplace? Josh and Christy walk with Baylight Counseling. From Bay, you can find them online at BaylightCounseling.com. We also have a live studio audience today. Yay! That's right. Very unusual, but we have, I don't know, there's 75 people in the studio. It is incredible. <laughs> we, <laughs> we'll let Martha. Or six. In, or six is 75. 75 is a multiple of six. Hey, so you said off the air, Martha, that you had an incredible conversation with your dad about our topic for today. Why don't you just lay it up a little bit?
1: Okay, well, I'm, I am i will do that because, I mean, it's um, really getting right to the meat of the conversation, I feel. But we were talking about who we were having on the air and the fact that you guys are counselors and working with people, and we wanted to talk about hurting people in the cubicles next to us or that we encounter in our workplace. And my dad was talking about how he has seen in many situations— where a friend has ended up with a a moral failure because someone in their office confided in them about a a problem in their marriage and it led to a relationship that was, you know, not appropriate and not expected, not anticipated. And so um, in what we talk about today, I'd like us to really talk about how do you set up the boundaries or the protection to love on your coworkers and employees, but be careful to make sure that it's incredibly clear that you're not stepping over any lines.
0: So to make that simple for those black and white people out there like Jim.
1: Yes, Jim, how would you like to say it?
0: Gentlemen, don't be doing one-on-one mentoring, counseling with a woman. Who's not your wife?
1: Well, and that, uh, of, of course, La- that's a very.
0: Ladies don't, I was not, don't oh. do one on one counseling or mentoring with another man who's not your husband. Yes. That eliminates that possibility. It
1: does. But we were talking about in small offices, you often have one sex dominating the, the organization. So uh, maybe a business owner with a bunch of women because of whatever it is that they do and they're better at it. Um, than you know having a bunch of males in the in that position. So he was you know we were just having that. How do you how do you really facilitate caring for somebody but not getting to a a point of concern.
0: All right, so Josh and Chrissy Walk join us today from Baylight Counseling. You can find out more about them online, and I'm plugging this because this is a local ministry that is touching the lives of people all the time. Baylightcounseling.com Josh and I met many years ago at a chamber event from the Central Pinellas Chamber of Commerce when they were dedicating a church and somebody called me and said, Jim, we're dedicating a church today, or we're we're doing a ribbon cutting at a church today. (laughs) They need somebody there that will pray. You better show up for this (laughs) ribbon cutting. So I made sure I was there and that's how we met that's a lot of years ago how many years ago is that uh, it's probably
3: six or seven years ago
0: now it's a long time wow. ago it's hard to believe cool. all right so we got to know you and christy over dinner several years ago you guys have since then doubled the size of your family because you've adopted three kids and you, but you now have both gone you were a police officer i didn't know you when you're a police officer and you're a pastor and now you're professional counselors together how is that working out I mean that's a big step. I mean I know that's what your ultimate goal was, but how's it how's it go? Are you having fun? Uh, we we I think we we can say. Why we are you love looking at your why, why are you looking at your wife to find out whether
3: you're having fun? Again, Jim, uh, we, we we're, we're marriage counselors. So that's a lot of the work that we do, and so I always want to know what is my wife thinking.
0: But but that doesn't mean that it should change what you're thinking.
3: <laughs> well, it depends. Is it before or after dinner? And why you don't know how to cook? Well, well not as well as she does. <laughs>
0: Christy, is he always like this? Yes. Or he is. He yes. always wants to know what you're thinking. He's afraid <laughs> of offending you all the time.
1: <laughs> Welcome to Christy's world. <laughs>
0: wow. Okay, so let's just start digging through the subject. You know, what led you guys down the path to, to starting this counseling center, Baylight Counseling?
3: Well, there's a lot to that. I think some of the pieces, uh, short order, um, we had been involved in a church plant for a number of years, and I had a growing desire to be in vocational pastoral ministry that was growing over a number of years, spent 17 years in local law enforcement, worked with many people in various stages of crisis and trauma.
0: Right here in Tampa Bay, right?
3: Right here in Tampa Bay. And
0: thank you for that service. Oh, well,
3: I appreciate that. Uh, we, uh, it was a great 17-year run, and and um, but we're enjoying uh, mm-hmm. Baylight uh, just the same. Um, but ultimately, uh, I discovered a counseling, pastoral counseling, or what we prefer to call biblical counseling while I was in seminary. I uh, fell in love with the, the model itself of how to help hurting people uh, through a direct ministry of God's Word. And um, just from there, the idea of launching a biblical counseling ministry here in Tampa Bay grew out of all of that uh, experience in our background.
0: That's fantastic. Now, Christy, for you, you go from a marketing executive to an adoption expert, which that was out of necessity because you had to do it for yourself. So you might as well share that expertise with other people. How did all of that move you to also wanting to be a counselor?
2: Well, I started out in marketing in corporate America and I was in an MBA program at USF and one of my professors came up to me and said, you really belong in the nonprofit world. She had gotten to know me and knew my heart was really more for the nonprofit sector so from there, I transitioned into grant writing and worked with chronically homeless individuals for some time. And from there, I ended up working in the adoption realm. We adopted three kids. And in the middle of that, we decided to move forward and work full time in adoption.
0: So you were you became a professional at helping people with adoptions because out of necessity, you and Josh were adopting children every five or six months.
2: That's what it seemed like. (laughs) It felt like that. Yes, it did feel
0: like that. Well, it was, what? were there two years between your first one and your last one?
2: Yes, a little over two years. That's like every five months. actually between the first and second one. And then we got a call that our youngest son's sibling was on the way. And she came along 23 months later. So they have been back-to-back for four years, basically.
0: Mm -hmm. Way to go. You're champions. So how did, you know... you? I mean, really being an adoption counselor, helping somebody through the whole process, which is an agonizing process, which you guys demonstrated for all of us on Facebook, which was awesome. We were living vicariously as you guys were raising money and trying to get it all done. How did that go from adoption then to Christian counseling?
2: Well, I was doing a lot of case management for birth moms who okay. were completing an adoption plan, and Josh saw day in and day out, he saw me working with these moms, not just logistically, but spiritually, getting the opportunity to share the gospel with them on a daily basis and to speak into their lives to speak truth into their lives and the more he watched me the more he thought you know she might be a good fit for counseling and working with me full-time so is
0: that what it was like josh uh i think that's spot on look what if (laughs) if she just totally lied would you contradict her right here on the air uh probably not (laughs) <laughs> what kind of example is that? This is a Christian radio program. All right, so BayLightCounseling.com. That's how people can find you guys here in Tampa. And and just so you know, there I know there are dozens, if not hundreds, of great Christian counselors all over Tampa Bay. I don't have time to have them all on the air. These guys are friends, and we wanted to highlight this specific topic of helping people who are hurting in our workplace, and it was Josh's topical idea that was great. Mm-hmm. If you want to find out about great Christian counselors. There's a couple of websites, Josh. What, what were the two? AACC stood for American...
3: So- Why don't you go help me out? Uh, the first one is American Association of Christian Counselors. And is that the, .com or .org? Um, I'm not sure. But it's AACC. AACC, American okay. Association of Christian Counselors, and the second organization, uh, that we also belong to is the Association of Certified Biblical Counselors, ACBC.
0: ACBC. Not to be confused with the great rock band ACDC, ACBC. If you Google one or... If you After Christ, Google, Before you mess, Christ.
3: Yes. If you mess up that middle letter there, you could just wind up in a very different world. Very
0: different world. <laughs> ACBC and AACC. If you need either of those, we'll post them on Facebook. Sure. Martha will work on that while we're while we're on the air. That way you can get access, no matter where you listen to the show, you can get access to great Christian Counseling, biblical counseling, anywhere in the world. All right, we're talking about hurting people. We're surrounded by hurting people all over the place. In our neighborhoods, in our churches, in our small groups, in our workplaces, everywhere we go. On the highways here in Florida, there's hurting people all the time. Because that's the way they drive. Or something like that. So how do we even start the process? What's well, a great way to why do you first of all why do you think it's we should really be looking for people who are hurting? Why does it even matter? Josh, you answer that question. Why does it matter that we look for people who are hurting? Well, counseling is,
3: uh, one way to think about counseling that I think is is probably the best Is to think of it in terms of discipleship, because that's really what counseling is, if it's biblical, okay? okay. If it's Christian counseling is really just a very uh, specific, issue-specific um Season of discipleship, if you will, in a person's life, and and Scripture is full of references that that call us as believers to essentially, if not disciple one another, to to even provide counsel to one another. I think of uh, passages like uh, what Paul says in Galatians six two, to bear one another's burdens, and there and in so doing, fulfill the law of Christ. Well, that burden, those burdens that Paul are ta- is talking about there, is not necessarily or uniquely physical, but certainly involves emotional, spiritual matters.
0: All right, but let's let you know, Let's take it down a notch or two from the theological to the practical. We have people who are going through divorces. We have people who have, who have sickness in their family. we got people who have kids who are sick. We have people who are just going through normal life, and they have issues. Christy, why is it—I mean, yes, we're supposed to come alongside each other, disciple each other, but why is it that— me as a christ follower in my workplace that it's important that i be looking to see if people are hurting. Why is that important?
2: Well, we are certainly called to do that just like Josh said and then in addition to that um
0: Did you guys go to Sunday school ever?
2: That was a simple answer. Jesus.
1: Jesus did it. That's a, that's a Jesus answer. Oh, you were looking for that answer. Oh, I was looking for this simple yeah. one of the simple One
3: of the things, Jim, that's really important. Josh is so serious today. We have got to get him <laughs> loosened up, hey, <laughs>
1: Kristen.
3: I've got less than an hour.
1: That's right. Get <laughs> down to do. business. Yeah, but I'm not charging to you to be here.
3: So. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. You're not uh, charging me to be here, are you? I think.
1: <laughs> I'm counseling him.
3: I think that perhaps one of the, the answer that you're looking for is the evangelistic side counseling biblically Hmm. the reality is that everyone's hurts habits and hang-ups to borrow from celebrate recovery Mm -hmm. those issues present a gateway to into a person's life to share Jesus to share the gospel with them Mm -hmm. and that's that is certainly central to our work is um, uh, that evangelistic or that Great Commission side of things we actually do care about that
1: I love. I have never ever heard anybody say that this biblical approach to counseling is discipling with a specific, you know, focus. I've never heard that before, and that just that resonates to me because that makes so much sense. You're you're discipling, but you're focusing on an area mm-hmm. of concern, mm-hmm. whatever that might be. So I, I that just that it's like a light bulb for me sure That's
0: cool. all right i'm gonna come back at you josh because you're still giving me all you know I mean? you don't know I mean? give me the sentence glance <laughs> i'm looking for christy help me out here okay
1: oh, yeah. oh. all right so are we on like let's make a deal or i don't what? know
0: jesus. i don't know okay it's always jesus. Jesus, jesus. jesus well but not so much the evangelism because evangelism is secondary jesus was super good at recognizing people who are hurting and touching their lives And then, I mean, he showed love to them right where they were at, which is what counselors are phenomenal at doing. And he ministered to their needs right where they Mm -hmm. were at. Then he called them out of their sin, the evangelism side of it. So Mm -hmm. that's where I was going with this, at this huge opportunity in the workplace. And we recognize that. I mean, go ahead and comment on that.
2: My thought, what comes to mind first is my training in psychological first aid. You mm-hmm. think about when someone's in the middle of a crisis, you've got to meet their immediate needs first. Mm-hmm. And then once you meet those needs, like you were saying, you can move into the evangelistic side.
0: And people just, we just need I think as a church, I we've missed that. that opportunity just to love people. Josh, when you guys launched your church in Pinellas County, five, six years ago, however many years ago it was, and that you launched it in a community that was a food desert. That, I mean, that was, I learned about food deserts later. I didn't even know about food deserts, but mm-hmm. you launched your church in a food desert in a place where, there was poverty stricken everywhere. There wasn't an evangelistic church anywhere nearby. The churches nearby had gates around them. So people couldn't get near them. You guys understood and recognized the hurting mm-hmm. a- and you wanted to touch those hurting people in that community. I mean, so it's really, that's been at the forefront of what you've been doing for a long yeah. time.
3: We actually, that's, um, you're speaking of LifeBridge church of Pinellas, which I want to give a shout yes. out to them. Absolutely. We, we love our LifeBridge family. Um, when, when, When we were looking to move the church into that community, I actually had a church planting guru look at me and say, we don't plant churches there.
1: Mm.
3: And there's a number of reasons that were given as to why that's the case. Um, But we as a church family said, then that's exactly where we want to go. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because again, the, the physical needs that are represented in that community also, present great opportunity for the church to come in and establish the relationships that are necessary to then share who Christ is.
0: Well, mm-hmm. and, and so really, that's what we're talking about do in, in the workplace when we're we're trying to help healing, help the healing of hurting hearts in the workplace. I just added something in there. Work heal, he, hurting hearts, help the healing of the hurting <laughs> hearts in the workplace. That's what we're trying to do. We're just recognizing mm-hmm. needs and we're meeting the needs and. It starts with really just. I mean, some people are like, "Well, how do I know if somebody's hurting?" I got the answer for that one. I got a great. Did you want to say something?
1: Oh, well, I do. You're trying to get. My I wasn't going to. No, I really. You wasn't. were just playing with wires. So anyway, what I was thinking was the same. You were asking the question, "Why is it important to even?" look for hurting people in our workplace which remember our workplace can be anything it can be wherever god has placed us whether that is sitting in a coffee shop working on your laptop or in your home or in your neighborhood or in a cubicle but the i we live in a world that is so superficial that we, unless you get involved in people's lives, you don't know they're hurting unless they're in crisis, you know, and they they let everybody know then.
0: But what if that person you're talking about is, you know, got a stone wall all around them, and and and, and they're like, no, this is my work. Everything else has nothing to do with work. I'm not letting you in. What that, if they do? You got the. You, idea,
1: you befriend them,
0: and you you start by praying for him by mm-hmm. name every day, because then <laughs> God will do amazing things. I mean, that's that's really what you get. But you got to be. You try to befriend them. but sometimes you're like I don't need any friends. I'm fine. I'm good. You can
1: still love on them. You can care for them.
0: Josh, you were a cop for 17 years. You worked around people who were battle-hardened and weary because being a police officer is a very difficult job. It gets more difficult every day, Mm -hmm. especially this last couple of years has been even more difficult. Mm -hmm. All the vitriol against the police officers that work so hard protecting our communities. How did you bridge that gap and develop relationships with people who were hurting? Because I know a lot of police officers and they're hurting Mm -hmm. because... They have to act all tough, and they come home, and they, they don't get to deal with their hurt. I mean, there's there's a lot of hurting police officers out there. They see a lot of ugly. How did you bridge that gap at work?
3: With my coworkers? Sure. Uh, one of the most difficult—difficult's uh, not a good descriptor. Um, once I actually came to know Christ uh, well into my career, one of the most difficult things for me uh, to connect with was this idea that— in, in a in a very real sense, God doesn't see a, any difference between me and the person in my back seat who I may have just taken into custody. Hmm. Uh, so coming coming to identify with my fellow man, okay, coming to identify with their struggles, uh, their their stories, um, was uh, very impactful for me in terms of my move into. Uh, vocational ministry, and then little by little, sharing with coworkers, helping them see that Christ d- doesn't make that determination uh, between us. Hmm. The fact that we're law enforcement folks um, doesn't mean that we cannot have c- care and concern uh, for the the person that we're working with.
0: All right, we're talking today with Josh and Christy Walk from BaylightCounseling.com. dot com. They're located right here in Clearwater. You can get a hold of them. On their website, baylightcounseling.com. Josh, probably another way people get a hold of you. You got a phone number?
3: We do, 727-433-0682. So your office location is located on the campus of? Calvary Baptist Church, or Calvary Church as it's now known, at the corner of McMullen Booth Road and Drew Street in Clearwater.
0: Are easily accessible from anywhere in Tampa Bay, whether you cut across 580 on the north part of the bay or across... 60 on the south side of the bay or the middle of the bay, wherever you want to be. Baylightcounseling.com. We brought Josh and Christy on to have a conversation about helping healing hearts in the workplace. These guys are longtime friends. And this this time of year, it is so important that we as Christ followers are adept at recognizing pain in others. Not just this time of year, but all times of year. And that's why we wanted to talk about this. Because if we're going to make an impact on our workplace for Christ, we need to recognize when people show pain. And people who are in pain are often really good at not displaying their pain when they come to work. They kind of put on their no-pain face. But our friendship with these people helps bring that up. Christy, I said before the break that we wanted a woman's perspective on this. Because as you and Martha are women, it seems to me that women are way more intuitive at recognizing hurt in people. Now, you're both counselors How, what are some of the good ways that women use to recognize when people are, when they say they're fine, they're not really?
2: Well, I think women are naturally talkers for the most part. Yes. Uh, We, we tend to open up to each other. We tend to invite each other to dinner, to uh, go do things, to build community a little bit easier than men do. And uh, those are certainly ways that we can use opportunities to speak into others' lives uh, through coffee or just sharing, opening up about our children. Most of us love to talk about our children. And that just turns into a gateway for uh, speaking into hurt and into difficult subjects.
0: Unless that difficult subject would be the loss of a child. Yes. And that would be a tough one. But it's learning that sensitivity because that's – you're. it's true. I mean, kids – it's people who have kids. You talk about your kids or people who have dogs and you bring your dog because <laughs> people who have dogs, that opens up conversations that never be – Josh Josh is just staring at me straight. He's like, I don't know where I'm going to go with this, Jimmy. Just he's he's sending me daggers across. (laughs) None
1: of us on this side of the table know where you're going. No, I'm just kidding. I love what you said about women being talkers and the fact that that is um, how we discern what's really going on in somebody's life, because you can pretty easily tell if things are matching up, you know, if they really have joy on their face and there's joy in their in their life and things like that, or if they're not, if they're saying everything's great, Mm -hmm. but they're giving a completely different signal it's easier for i think sometimes a woman to discern that and really be able to then feed into that and ask more questions or just get to um drill down a little bit more
0: and the danger in that women is that if that person you notice is having a hard time is a man that's not a great place for you to go deep in a conversation if that man isn't your husband mm-hmm. because that can lead towards marital destruction and so there's 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 carefulness so how do you guys? Avoid that when in your counseling practice. Christy, how do you avoid getting deep with a man in counseling? And Josh, how do you avoid getting deep with a woman in counseling?
2: Well, that's easy. I counsel all the women, and he counsels all the men in the marital cases.
0: So you guys don't do the marital stuff together?
2: Once in a while.
3: Just Mary. just once in a while. Uh, if, if there's a need for that, the two of us will sit in on a session uh, together. But... I do all of the marital work, and, and the reality is that that you can't do marital counseling without the occasional individual session, uh, because there's just things that need to be worked through on an individual basis. Mm-hmm. And so um, there's a number of things that we do to protect our ministry um, with, with regards to this issue. We can't really get around it, but I, I certainly would... I uh, very much agree that when it's a, a co-worker scenario, um, things like going out to lunch together um, and talking about matters that perhaps aren't best dealt with in that context is certainly a lot of wisdom in
1: that. Mm-hmm. So I could see where you could come up with ideas where you say, hey, you know what, I think that so-and-so has, has some experience in that same kind of a hurt or whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. I'd like mm-hmm. to introduce you to them. So you wanted me to remind people to call in and get a copy of the book, When Holidays Hurt. And I really think this will be helpful for someone that it's either speaking to them or someone that they know and love that they want to help them through this season. So it's 877-943-WORD.
0: All right. So I'm a business owner. I've got employees. And I notice that my employee, one of my employees is hurting. As a business owner, is it appropriate for me to approach them on trying to minister to them?
3: I think the answer is yes, uh, very much so. But the, the the caveat to that is just understanding things like your own, um, if you understand what they're dealing with, knowing your own limitations. Mm-hmm. Okay, what am I actually equipped uh, to deal with with regards to whatever my employee is, is, is struggling with? Do I have the time to invest in them on a, in a one-on-one kind of a thing? Mm-hmm. If Because if either one of those things are not in place, then certainly um, you might consider uh, referring them to a counselor for, for ongoing uh, care or, or a pastor
0: for that matter. Yeah, but people will say, I don't need counseling. I'm fine.
1: Mm-hmm. How do we bridge that? How do we really – get them to call you
0: well you know that's
3: uh i'm not an employer so i don't face this particular dilemma Mm -hmm. okay your relation i think this goes back to your relationship with your employee if you have demonstrated to your employee a christ-like heart that that truly cares for them um if that relationship is strong, then my hope would be that if there is some pushback about counseling, that your, your relationship is going to carry through to where you'll be able to speak into their life and, mm-hmm. and they'll, they will um, eventually come to see the need.
1: So I actually have an idea to answer my own question is I know you gave me some of your business cards and I kept them when I had a public office. Now in my home, I don't keep them to give to Jim if he needs it, but (laughs) but I kept them in my drawer and I knew where they were so if anybody came into my office that was beyond a conversation that i could even begin to have with them i knew that i had a resource that i could hand to them Mm -hmm. so my first thought is for employees and employers to look up your website print it out put it in a saved place um, ask for some business cards whatever it might be make a phone call Mm -hmm. and have that as a resource Mm -hmm. and be able to then say you know what i would really like you to go talk to um, mm-hmm. Josh or Christy. Mm-hmm. The other side of that is is I wonder if some businesses may even be willing to pay for a few sessions. Say so, mm-hmm. you know what I really care about you and I want to invest in your well-being mm-hmm. much like a health program. I care about your spiritual well-being, your heart, your, you know, your soul, whatever it might be that you is appropriate to say and say I would really like to pay for a couple of sessions for you to go and get started on a better path. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So maybe that's a challenge out there to the employers.
0: Well, and I would say that, you know, to the employers, to people running groups of any type, teams mm-hmm. of any type, whether it's within a church, within a community organization, whether it's in a business or any kind of workplace, is that your team is only as strong as the weakest person and if there's somebody in the group that on the team that is really hurting it's going to drag the team down and by helping that person deal with their hurt it's going to lift the team up it's one of the greatest team strengtheners team builders is to come together and help somebody be I mean, to be selfless towards helping somebody. Christy, how you worked in a bigger office before. How did you ever see that demonstrated? Did you ever see that demonstrated where somebody was really hurting and a group of people came together and lifted them up? Or maybe a mom's group. Or, I mean, you guys went through, you guys got, were you part of like an adoption group of all kinds of people that were, Feverish about adoption, do you guys surround each other with support like that?
2: That's a great example. The adoptive community around here is so strong. We have the larger adoptive community of Tampa Bay that we're a part of. We have our individual groups and in our church and the churches in Pinellas County. And we also have national support. And so when the time came for us to raise funds, uh, to find the right resources so that we were prepared for adoption. Uh, We really rally around each other. That group rallied around us and raised a lot of money. We probably raised about $40,000 in fundraising for our three adoptions. Mm
0: -hmm. That's fantastic. Well, Josh, when you think of the benefit that you bring to a a workplace as a counselor, give some people some specific ideas of things they can look for to recognize people who are hurting. Mm
3: -hmm. Well, there's some... Uh, some things that fall into clinical categories, um, and I don't know how much you want to get into those things. Uh, things very, like very you little. Know, uh, <laughs> obviously, for an employer, someone who who uh, never misses work, who begins to miss work,
2: mm-hmm.
3: um, and it's not something that is very explainable, not not something that's well understood as to what what is going on. If I'm an employer, that's a that's a key indicator for me. Someone who is always very conscientious in their work. Uh, but begins showing up late all the time. Uh, Or perhaps the actual performance uh, in their role that you've become accustomed to begins to wane. Those are not not necessarily um, opportunities for discipline in the workplace. It may be a great opportunity for a a believing employer to step in and say, I know something's going on and I want to help you. Mm
2: -hmm.
3: Okay, Mm -hmm. and the benefit in that to the employer is um if i can i don't know if this will work but it is much less costly to a company to care for its to, for to care for its hurting employee i think than it, in many cases it would be to fire that employee uh, and to hire a new one and retrain them and go through that whole process.
1: I was thinking that exact same thing when you were talking about rallying around somebody. The the cost to replace someone plus the fact that you haven't helped them get to a healthy place. If if you have to release them because of performance, but yet they're still broken and they're still hurting, then what, if, what are either of the gains? So, And I agree. I believe that maybe some sessions with you guys would way outweigh the the cost of hiring. We've actually had
3: uh, some employers here in Tampa Bay who have done exactly what Mm -hmm. you suggested just a moment
1: ago. That's great.
0: Well, and I look at, you know, Martha, you had 17 employees and you had a lot of volunteers. There are many times where all of a sudden something slipped and you notice that, hey, who I normally get, I didn't get today. Right. And, and that was where you'd pull them aside and say, hey, what's going on?
1: Yeah, I think that asking the questions early on and having, again, going back to relationship, if you know your employees well enough to know when their behavior changes and they know enough to trust you, then just saying, hey, you know, you've been late a lot lately, and that's not your normal behavior. What's going on? Can you mm-hmm. t- can we talk about it? Can you tell mm-hmm. me what's happening? And not one of the things we've been learning is this whole practice of asking questions, not, not going to the, you know, criticize and saying, you're doing this, but hey, I've noticed this, what's happening? Can you tell me about it? Things like that where you're opening the door wide. Yeah. And it may be that they are, you know, really struggling with something that's not really a big deal or it may be a huge deal
0: all right Josh you were gonna right to answer Martha's statement go ahead yeah so Martha was
3: addressing the issue of an employer going to the employee who has demonstrated you know some waning in their work habits and I think one of the answers to that in terms of how you do that is to remember that the the quality of your questions is going to at least influence the quality of the answers that you receive so if the employer goes to the employee and simply says, tell me why you're late. That's a wall building question and one that is encouraging a sense of conflict. But if that same employer goes to the same employee and says, is there anything in your life that is struggling? Are you hurting somewhere? Is there something going on that I can help you with? And don't even open with the performance issue. Mm Mm-hmm you catch more flies with honey than you do with vinegar. Mm
2: -hmm. And if we're
3: a believing Christian
0: employer, I would think that would be the tack we want to do.
2: That's a great, thing. great value.
0: All right, so here's the question, Christy, this is for you. Is there really any point in sending people to counseling versus biblical counseling? Because Jesus is really the ultimate answer to restoring all things. So is there really a point to people going just to a counselor versus going to a biblical counselor?
2: Well, we are certainly dealing with matters of the heart, Okay. heart issues. We're looking at uh, whether someone is a believer or not, first of all, first and foremost. Mm-hmm. And then we want to know what the relationship and the walk with Christ is like. And we're going to start from there. And then we're going to work into the crisis issues and the trauma issues. Those are my specialties. And we're going to work from there. And we're going to build everything from the foundation of the gospel.
0: Mm. Josh, you didn't want me to ask that question because you felt like I was going to throw a beehive, and you had to embrace it. (laughs) I mean, obviously, obviously, there's a lot of phenomenal counselors out there that Mm -hmm. aren't necessarily Mm -hmm. biblical counselors, Mm -hmm. but you can only solve so much without the ultimate solution. Mm -hmm. But you can still partner with those people out there. Yes, and
3: we do. Um, There's some. There's some. old myths floating around concerning uh, what the biblical counseling model is like and what it embraces and and what it doesn't. We even had uh, one of our clients come back from their psychiatrist just recently uh, who explained to them that the biblical counselors that you're seeing won't want you taking any medication, so you should should leave there. And that's simply false. Uh, That's simply not true. Uh, We are as concerned about the body as we are the soul. Our methodology at Baylight is to allow medical doctors, and that's what a psychiatrist is, we allow the medical doctors to shepherd the body. Our role in the person's life is to help them shepherd the heart.
1: Mm. I love that. That was a very good Mm -hmm. answer. Mm -hmm. Very Boy, Mm -hmm. you
0: you embraced that one very, very nicely. Okay, so 2017 is right around the corner. You got anything new going on? See, I said it nice. No way. I want to ask this question. Do you guys ever... Do anything proactive. Can you go into a business and say, or or any kind of workplace and say, here's some proactive ways to help people recognize issues before they're a mess in the workplace?
3: The answer to that is is yes. We are actually rolling out a church partnership program with some of our local churches here in Tampa Bay, where we're going to provide them with some proactive um, discipling, shepherding tools for their small group leaders, for the person in the pew, even the pastor we can easily take these topics and fit them to a workplace scenario. They'll they'll transition just fine.
0: Christy, you get the last word from the woman counselor. What's one thing you really want the ladies in a workplace to really know from today's conversation?
2: I would say that uh, there is hope. That's the one place we counsel from more than anything above all is hope in Christ. And when they are speaking to their fellow co-workers, their friends, to live from that place of hope and to share that hope. Uh, and from there, they can truly offer effective discipleship as needed.
0: Mm. Josh and Christy Walk from Baylight Counseling. Thanks so much being being on iWork for him today. Thank you, Jim.
2: Thanks. Thank you. It was
0: a lot of fun. BaylightCounseling.com, com that's baylightcounseling.com. com. You know, as we'd said at the beginning of the show, it's so important to recognize that this is really part of the I Work for him Nation pledge. as as my challenge to you almost every day is to join the nation, Because we are going to transform America, but we're going to do it by praying for our coworkers and employees by name each and every day. It starts a tidal wave in your workplace because when the Lord starts to work on your heart, you will be sensitive to those coworkers and employees that are hurting around you. It'll give you an opportunity to look for ways to serve them and befriend them. And when they're having those rough days and they show it, to actually let you pray with them, but all along being a person of excellence. Martha, this was a fun conversation. We could easily have talked two hours about this.
1: Great. I hope people got stuff from it.
0: Me too. It was a great one. I'll tune in to, you know, tomorrow. You never know what we're going to come up with tomorrow, but I'll tell you what, today, go out to BaylightCounseling.com and check out Josh and Christy Walk. You've been listening to I Work For Him with your hosts, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. We're Christ followers, our workplace, it's our mission field, but ultimately, I, I work, work for, for him. him.